you know, we're concluding our, our daily readings for the month tomorrow, and we're going to read the whole book of Jude, who's a half-brother, it's only one chapter, don't worry, it's only, he's a half-brother of Jesus, and I want to just take some points from the end of his letter from Jude. I was going to title my message, Hey Jude, okay, but the family all went, nah, 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 okay, just joking, okay, now get that out of your head now. <laughs> Verse 17 from Jude, but you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. He told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy still to others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. We're not sure who Jude is writing his letter to, but we're aware he's concerned about intruders coming into church life bringing wrong instructions, lifestyle choices, a different culture. And no, it's interesting, he says, in the last times, he was thinking these were last times, in the last times, scoffers will, whose purpose in life to satisfy their ungodly desires are going to come in. Let me tell you, I'm more and more convinced that we are living in the beginning of last days. In times, I'm more and more convinced that we are nearing the end of times and we need to be careful and guard what we can. And there's culture conflict which I believe is the title I eventually put on. I know Hey Jude is better, but um, the context here is natural versus spiritual. Natural versus spiritual. People are coming in with ideas, goals, practices, whose purpose in life are to satisfy their ungodly desires, Jude writes. And note the message of verse 19 says this. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they don't have God's spirit in them, i.e. the concern, their goals, their practices, their choices are founded on old, selfish, uh, fleshly desires, ambitions, and they're creating, creating divisions among you. If he was saying, speaking to us, he say, be careful, because there's people coming in who are dis- motivated and governed and led by their own natural desires, and they're bringing in a culture of division, which is not the culture that you want to see in your church. The context says there's a battle for the culture of here and what's going on in church life. The old self, the reality, the fleshly, the self bit of us always brings division because it's all about me. 
It's all about my interests, what I want, it's meeting my needs, it's what should happen to help me so that I can get what I want. And when you're doing that, it's always, I use like the expense of someone else. It's division and it's bringing me, 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 me. No, us, 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 us. The new creation, that's not where we are. That's not how we are. We're driven, we're guided by the old, not by the old nature, but the spirit of God living within you. See, the context here, there's a battle between the old and the new. The old, nat- old nature is not geared or governed to honor others. It's not governed to celebrate other success. It's not geared to be generous. It's not geared to do the things the best you can. It's not geared to unity. It's geared towards self and self and self alone. Everything that I have, I want, expense of others. But unity is about others and collective. And he says there's division because they don't have God's Spirit working in them. But you have God's Spirit working in you. Therefore, implication, disunity because of our old selfish nature, but when we have God's life within us, there's a purpose of unity that we can establish. We have something of his kingdom, values, and culture. We might not always agree with everything, but there's something within us that says, you know what? The sake of the kingdom, the sake of unity is far greater than my kingdom and my selfish desires and what I want. I need to let that go and I need to embrace a sense of unity because the Spirit of God is working within me to create that. The challenge is for us to be spirit-led and not self-led as a church. When Paul was writing to Romans, the Romans in verse chapter 8, best chapter in the world, in the Bible anyway, uh, but he says this, you're not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And Christ lives in you, even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Just pause there. You have been made right with God. Wow, that's a wow for the rest of our lives. You have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Pause. Sailor, take a moment. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. That is incredible stuff. I.e., you don't need to be and live the way you used to because you have a life force within you. The same life force that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. You have the power, you have the capacity, you have the ability within you to live by the leading and the guiding and the power of the Holy Spirit so that it's God pleasing and not you pleasing because it's a geared towards a unity around his name rather than a disunity about our name and who we are. Jude says, you who have the Spirit of God living within you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. You must honour one another. You must show mercy to others. Now, the old selfish nature, there's something within us which demands justice. And there's nothing wrong at times with justice. But too often, that justice comes from a selfish motive of, I want judgment. I want you to be punished because you've done me wrong. I want you to receive justice and judgment because you've hurt me, you've paid me, you've done what is wrong. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that mercy triumphs over judgment. 
Mercy triumphs over justice. My old selfish flesh and nature wants justification. It wants, you, it wants you to be punished because you did to me. But the Spirit says there's something beyond that. And God has shown me incredible mercy in my life. And I'm making a choice to show mercy because I'm more about us collectively working together to do things rather than you being wrong and me being right. Oh dear. James puts like this. What's causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from evil desires that were within you? I.e., church life, the challenge for the culture that we want is a battle between the old selfish fleshy nature and the spirit nature within us. I want my way, my desires, my fulfillment. What I'm saying is this. Yes, we talk about culture. We have been talking about culture and culture is something that we have and we want. A culture by design, not by default, because everyone has culture. Every organization has culture. But we want one which is positive and God-honoring and by design. And we can speak about it on a Sunday. We can bore you by keeping on teaching about them. And you maybe say, yes, you're already doing that. We can talk to them. Hopefully we're inspiring you to embrace them. But we recognize they're not conducive and the culture values we have are not conducive to us and our old self. It's, it's new life, spirit-led culture values we're talking about. And it doesn't matter how often we talk about them on a Sunday morning. It doesn't matter how many midweek life groups we have to discuss them and discuss and discuss and share about them and grow in them. It doesn't matter how much we talk about them. What it needs is something of the life of God within us to project and fuel our desire for culture. It's not about talk, 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 talk. There has to be something within us which says, you know what, I desire it, but I need that life of God and I need to push that life of God out through me and to embrace the culture, the equipping power of God, which is built up by our walk with God and our fellowship with him. That is what we need. We can talk as much as we like till we're blue in the face and you're fed up with them. We can talk about them in our live groups till you're fed up talking about them. But if we're just talk, talk, talking about them, that's not going to happen. It's got to be something within us that says, Lord, help me and help me and my spirit to embrace them. You know, and it's the walk of the spirit. The old nature is against the culture vows that we have embraced, but the new nature is something that the spirit of God leads us into a sense of unity and honor, excellence and generosity. And the other one, celebration. Yeah, I wasn't in the mood for that. Okay. <laughs> The spirit fueled, not old nature fueled. We need to build up a new creation. We need the spirit of God to, to fuel us. You know, we need to build a spirit up. You know, there's a battle and the challenge is the old nature and the new nature. And we know the old ad is the one which shows itself and grows itself is the one you feed the most. The one you feed the most will show more and grow more. You know, there's a reason why we give daily readings out every day. It's to give you time and opportunity to get into the Word of God and something to focus. Because, you no, know, reading the Word of God does something to your spirit. Let me just say, uh, in fear of losing my status with the Assemblies of God, there are times I read the Word of God. I read it every day, obviously. But there are times I read it and I think, didn't really get much there. Didn't really speak to me. But you know, 
But there's times I eat food and it's, I don't know what's going on, but it's building up my body somehow. I don't understand some of the menus. I don't understand it. Sometimes I don't like some of the food I eat, but it's building up my body. And sometimes we need to feed ourselves in the word of God. Okay? And some people, please hear my heart here. It is not the pastors and preachers' job to feed you. We do that. But once you grow, you need to feed yourselves. And there's the word of God. And we're just enabling you to feed yourself by giving you the word of God. And the more you read the word of God, the more you fellowship with people, the more you spend time praying, the more you spend time worshiping and exalting Jesus. I want to tell you, you're building up the new man and not the old man. And you're more likely to be spirit-fueled so that you can honor the culture values which are God-honoring than not God-honoring. See, the challenge Judas talking about, there's a battle between the old and the new, a culture which is not God-honoring and a culture which is God-honoring. And the battle determines, is determined, who wins is determined by how much is fueled your old selfish flesh nature about you are a God honoring culture value which wants to honor him Ooh. a culture values can be understood naturally but they're practiced and then fueled by the spirit of God they're supernaturally practiced not naturally practiced because the battle is between the self and the old you know we need to die to the old sinful nature we need to die to our carnal nature in order to embrace the culture and the honour of God. You know, we celebrated communion and we celebrated Jesus sacrificing his body for you and I. But sometimes our mindset is because he sacrificed his body, we don't need to do any sacrificing of our body. This is what Paul said. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. All he's saying is, those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of the flesh. We need to fuel the spirit man within us. Now, as a church, we want to be spirit empowered. We want to be spirit led. We want the spirit of God to rule and reign in our hearts and lives individually and in all that we do. And the spirit's come to glorify Jesus. So when the spirit is directing us and leading us, what we're doing, we're glorifying him. We're not glorifying man, we're glorifying Jesus. And even in honor, it's a bit glorifying God. It's good to honour people, but ultimately it's honouring him. And that's the heart of everything we do, is to honour him. I was going to say something, but you'll be pleased that I didn't. The cause is worth it, because the cause is the glory of him. Our culture vows are for us to embrace but it's ultimately, as David says, to bring honour to him. I mentioned last week, but everything we do has to be for his honour, for his praise, for his glory. Jude writes, now all glory to God. Jude could have put a full stop there. All we should desire is glory for him. But he's making a statement. All glory to God. Who is able to those who are living, battling, struggling in a context of a warring culture, warring culture values, lifestyles, objectives. Those who are struggling to embrace the culture, I want to tell you, hang in there. Hang in there. Jude says this, keep on going. 
Keep on doing what you believe is right. You're not left alone. All glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away. In a world with a culture value system which is contrary to what we stand for, live for, don't get too despondent when you think you can't continue to honour God. When the world is trying to squeeze you into its mould, when you go to your workplace, your college or wherever you go and you feel it's easier just to fit into the value system around you and the culture around you, let me encourage you to hang in there because God is able to keep you from falling. God is able to keep you from falling. God is able. And let me just as a side note, whatever problem you're going through to I want to tell you, God is able. God is able. God is able, but he's able to keep you from falling. In the context, he's able to keep you. God's grace who saved you is is more than enough power to keep you as well. You might think, I can't keep on doing the right thing, but God is able to keep you from falling. You know what I love about Not only God is able to keep you from falling, he's able to prevent present you faultless before Father with exceeding joy, glorious presence. How can God look at me faultless? You know, I can't look at me faultless. I see all my faults, many of my faults. I don't see all my faults. Other people see the faults I don't see and there are many of those as well. But I can see all my faults and you can see the faults of me. But God, God chooses not to see my faults. God chooses not to look at my faults. See, look, there's an old song that we used to sing. It says, now when God, he looks at me, he no more sees the things I've done. He only sees the blood of his crucified son. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. We celebrated communion. And that communion speaks to me that that blood is more powerful than my faults. That blood is more powerful than my mistakes. You, can, you feel condemned this morning. You feel as if, oh, I've, I've messed up. I'm wrong. I've done it again. I want to tell you, when we come to God, there's a blood which is far more powerful. And when God looks at you, he doesn't see your faults. He doesn't see your failings. He doesn't see your mistakes. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ. And he says, I can't see any of your faults. What are you talking about? They're dealt with, they're gone because Jesus' blood paid for them. David shared earlier, maybe you've never experienced Jesus as your saviour. Maybe you have, you recognise your faults and you're guilty. But I want to tell you, when you come and ask Jesus Christ to be your saviour, his blood cleanses you from all sin. You just say sorry. Maybe you're in here today, maybe you're watching online. You know you're wrong, you know you've messed up. But the Bible says, when we come and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me my sins. God says, you're forgiven because of Jesus' blood paid the price and they're washed white, and they're forgotten, they're gone forevermore in Jesus' name. Today you can embrace what a saviour we have. The band are going to come up, because I'm just finishing. All glory to him who alone is God, our saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. What a prayer that is. Just in summarizing the context, we live in a world of conflicting cultures. We need to acknowledge that. And sometimes it can come into church life. We talk about, oh, church is this and the world is that, but in church life, we can embrace the cultures which are worldly, sinful or old natures we can embrace them but the challenge for us 
is to choose to embrace, to practice attitudes and actions which reflect the new life, the spirit life within us and not the old selfish life. And there'll be times that'll be difficult. There's times that'll be hard. There'll be times that'll be hard to honour people when we are not getting honoured. There'll be times that'll be difficult to celebrate other success when we are in failure or we're not getting celebrated when it didn't work out for us. There'll be times it'll be difficult to keep doing the best you can and do things excellently and do them well because we're struggling or things are not being appreciated. But at times it'll be hard to keep battling for unity because there's a sense of disagreement and I don't agree with you and I, I don't like how it's getting done. There'll be times it's hard to honour. There'll be times it's hard to be generous because I'm struggling with my time or my finances and there'll be times it'll be difficult to do it. But I want to encourage you this morning. The challenge is to choose to keep doing it. The challenge is, Lord, help me. Help me to bring these culture values into my life and into my church. Because the cause is the glory of Jesus Christ. And Lord, Jesus, it's hard, but you're worthy. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of me trying my best. You're worthy of me honouring others. You're worthy. Your name's worth it. Your honour's worth it. Your glory's worth it. And it might be a struggle for me, but in light of all that you have done for me, I want to tell you, you're worthy of my effort. You're worthy of me giving my best. You're worthy of me celebrating all it. You're worthy of it all because it's your honour. It's your name that's at stake. And in all we do, we want to see all glory. You can stand if we're going to sing if you like, but I'm going to declare all glory to Him who alone is God our Saviour through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are His before all time, in the present and beyond all time. And He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of the praise we can give Him. He's worthy of us embracing a culture of values which can bring honour and glory to Him. Yes, there's a battle in our world. There's a battle for the culture we want. Yes, there's a challenge. There's a challenge for us to embrace the culture even when it's difficult. But you know what? We do it because the cause is the glory and the honour of the one who's worthy of all that we can do and give, which brings Him praise, honour, glory and majesty. Today, whenever you're struggling, just think, you know what? He's worthy of it all.